Well, welcome to the uh, second episode of what we're going to dub the Willing Podcast. Or, or Willing. We'll figure out how to say that right in a more succinct way. The w- Willing. <laughs> Cro- well, willing with no podcast. <laughs> willing with no podcast. Uh, and then the, a subtitle that I, I really like. I don't know if you like it as much as I do, Lacey. But it is Chronicles of a Church Planting Team. Pretty good, right? Yes, only because yeah. it has a hint of nerd. Yeah, Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Chronicles <laughs> is a pretty nerdy word. Yeah. But uh, so, okay, again, just kind of a rundown of what we want to do with this podcast. It's it's basically kind of like, I don't know, like our running journal of, of our mm-hmm. journeys as a church planning team and our thoughts and feelings and preparation and eventually when we're actually on the field and how that's going to go. And uh, yeah, it's like a like a little living journal that we can go back to, and maybe it'll help people who are uh, thinking about doing church planning themselves, but think that maybe it's not for them. They can see that you know we'll probably make a lot of mistakes along the way, but God uses those in awesome ways. So yeah, yeah, you excited? I'm stoked. Awesome. I'm so excited. Cool, cool. Uh, so this week we're going to talk a little bit about, oh, sorry, where you can find the podcast. I almost completely missed that. Uh, so this podcast, you'll be able to find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, which I don't know much, that much about Stitcher, but I've heard some people use it more than like Apple Podcasts. But anyway. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, then we're on, going to be on SoundCloud and then also Spotify. So check us out there. Search Willing chronicles of a church planting team sounds like a cool movie we should well maybe not <laughs> maybe we'll just keep yeah. it as a podcast well if, okay if we were to do a movie who would you want to play you uh okay what's her name something something dreyfus oh the uh, seinfeld girl not, seinfeld is it mary girl? louise dreyfus no dang it that's not I right i know Anyways, i know who you're talking about seinfeld, seinfeld girl. girl yeah perfect all right Denzel Washington for me. Uh, okay, so yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you, Lacey, before we dive into our main topic, um, when you are, even right now, when you think about church planting, or I guess especially maybe like a few months ago, uh, and you knew officially that you were going to Vermont, because that's kind of what we talked about last week, um, did it seem overwhelming, like the like getting ready for it and like everything that's leading up to like the actual move to Vermont itself or are you was it more like yeah it'll it'll all kind of come together yeah well I think the first like thought that weighed on me as far as like a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. was after we had met church planters in Vermont and seeing how uh how much the gospel is like woven into their just everyday life yeah I think the first thing, I mean, the second we, me and Ethan kind of decided, or it felt like we had kind of decided to go to Vermont, the first thing that was weighing really heavy on me was, I'm going to have to read the Bible every single day for the rest of my life. I know, right? Because, like, to see the gospel lived out in these people's lives, I know they're Mm. not just, like, waking up and checking Instagram. I know they're waking up and talking to God. So I think it was like this, 
I mean, not like a religious checkbox, like, oh, I've got to get in my quiet time every single day. It was like, if I don't do this, Mm -hmm. like, it won't work. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I know God can work in in his own way, but that was just the feeling of, man, if I don't prepare, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I want, basically, I want to feel prepared. I want to feel like I've done everything and made every effort to show God that like I'm in this because Mm -hmm. it's such a big sacrifice Mm -hmm. and I don't want to blow this (laughs) huge sacrifice by just do 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 like (laughs) hey guys I'm a Christian what's up yeah (laughs) yeah, for sure I wanted to put in the I don't know put in the the effort and the work and show God that you know he's worth a lot of sacrifice and yeah it makes like those spiritual disciplines feel so much more important, yes. I think, because like when you're, when you're kind of just like here in, in the Bible belt and I mean, there's obviously amazing Christians here in the Bible belt who are amazing at spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's easy because you don't, you don't always have to be like on top of your game or, or yeah. like, I don't know, like when I feel like when we, when we go up to Vermont, like you will be in the midst of like the spiritual warfare and like in this like uh struggles with uh you know even like burnout and um uh what's the word i'm looking for like even like culture shock even you know like so we'll have all these like different uh struggles that we'll be going through and and struggles almost always like you know they, they breed more faith sometimes or you can get swallowed up by it but often in a Christian's life, they, they breed faith and they make you cling to God more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, like, it makes those spiritual disciplines feel so much more important mm-hmm. than even before, because we know we're about to go into this situation where like, man, we're going to need God more so than ever before. And like, that's, that's a, like, that's in a, a really cool place to be. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of like a kind of scary place to be if, yeah. you know, if you're completely honest or if I'm completely honest anyway. Is there something different like is there something since you decided I don't know if I should ask since you decided to go to Vermont or Uh since you decided to do church planning I don't know either way whatever pops out at you is there something like one thing that has changed that you never did before but now Mm. you do Mm. I can think of a few but I want to hear you yeah okay so for me um I think just like with a lot of people like prayer has always been a struggle Mm -hmm. um because like I don't know my mind can sometimes go a mile a minute and when I just try to like lock myself in a quiet room and and pray uh it's hard for me to like concentrate and it's hard for me to like really like sit down and do it so one thing that I and you you mean like spiritual disciplines like like, is there like a thing that I'm doing now okay yeah or or just a like a way it's changed your life but oh yeah probably that yeah oh sure well uh, but yeah well so a big thing for me is uh like prayer journaling, mm-hmm. which I, I had never done before because mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not good at keeping journals. Like I'm good at like having a notebook that I've taken notes in and stuff, um, or jot down some thoughts, but not actually like journaling and then, mm-hmm. uh, especially like prayer journaling. And so what I've been doing is that, uh, or one of the things I've been doing is, have you ever heard of Evernote? It's like a computer app that you can get and it's just like a note-taking app, yes. basically. Yes, actually, well, working in speech therapy, it was like uh-huh. a um, tool for students. That oh, we could that's use awesome. For students with disabilities or yeah. um, learning 
well, learning disabilities to take notes. So yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. Well then, yeah. So I actually found out that it was easier for me to do prayer journaling by typing mm -hmm. than it was writing. Um, yeah. Cause like, yeah. I guess it was just too slow mm -hmm. to write and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I started um, like typing out my prayers and I found it unbelievably helpful because like one, like you can go back and see how God's answered those prayers. Like that's, that's awesome. But two, like it, it actually like helped me pray because it helped me like streamline my thoughts and my, and my heart towards God. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I found really cool is that like after like I typed a sentence and like prayed it, mm -hmm. like I would be like, oh man, yes, like that. Like I can yeah. like reread it and be yeah. like, oh man, God, yes, please do this. Uh, or like, God, I need this. And it, it, it like, it's been amazing. And it's like really, it's, it's helped my prayer life a lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something. That's, that's helpful whenever you can also like get, cause sometimes you'll get to a dry place in your like spiritual, well, in your prayer life or something. Mm -hmm. And I love going back to old prayers that I've prayed and read it and, yeah. and, and like seeing those pages where I started or underlined or highlighted something. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I was really feeling God's word today. And you read it and you're like, dang, like that really hits, like I'm praying that today. I yeah. prayed that a year ago. And like, I need that word today. Right. Um, so that, I, I love journaling. Oh, I actually like wrote that down in, oh, yeah? in, in some things that, cause when the, the new year hit, um, I don't really do new year's resolutions, but I felt like it was kind of a, a charge from mm -hmm. God to mm -hmm. be like, Lacey, you need to start journaling mm -hmm. more, you know, cause I love to write, but, um, mm -hmm. this, well, something that I've noticed to kind of answer my own question. Uh, that I did differently is um, I've never prayed for lost souls before. Oh, like yeah. consistently. Sure. You know, I've been in church where they're like, "Hey, think of someone that doesn't know Christ that you can right. pray for." I've done that before. Right. But I've never like consistently on my own like really intently prayed for lost souls mm -hmm. and really been burdened by that idea and right. stuff. So that's been really amazing to kind of. <clears throat> to kind of see that part of the word come to life mm. in my mind and in my prayer life and stuff. So that's been really, th there've been so many things like that, that yeah. kind of like you're saying, you don't, you don't do it purposefully, but God just, once you commit to God, it's almost like you don't, it's almost like you don't have to do all of these things before committing because mm -hmm. once you commit, it's like this fruit that just outpours from it. Right. And it, it, it's really exciting. Yeah, it makes you actually yes. like yearn to do these things and yeah. like and like have a desire to mm -hmm. to learn more and mm -hmm. to study more, to pray more. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I think there's something so amazing about praying for people that you haven't even met yet. Yeah. And then once you actually like meet that person that yes. um, like you start pouring into and and you start that process of of you know praying that that actual person that you have in your life now mm -hmm. is uh going to be a disciple and you're trying to make them into a disciple uh like it's just like man i've been praying for you yeah. like i've been praying for you before i even got up here yeah and like that there's like that is powerful that's yeah. a, that's an amazing thing and how powerful it would be for them on the receiving end to mm -hmm. be like wow <laughs> yeah right that's weird man but that's cool <laughs> right yeah right exactly yeah so kind of along those lines i do want to talk about like what we're doing personally uh to prepare and and what kind of what we're doing as a team and kind of mm -hmm. talk through some of that stuff um because i think it's man i think that whole 
process of preparation is is so important and it, it, it kind of made some verses jump out at me like acts 1 4 uh it's when jesus is um telling the disciples to not go yet not to go out and make the disciples yet because one jesus is still there with them yeah and he said that uh soon I, you know i'm not going to be here soon mm-hmm. and then the gift from the father is going to come in the form of the holy spirit um you know or the holy spirit is going to indwell in you and then go out and mm-hmm. so there's this kind of this time of like of of waiting and we we already have the holy spirit but we're still in this kind of like this this holding pattern right uh before we actually go and so that time is is we, we have to be fruitful in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and another thing, actually, I was reading Romans 13 last night, um, the chapter that I feel really bad that Ethan <laughs> thought he was supposed to teach on on Sunday, but it was supposed to be 12. Oh, that was probably my fault. Um, but yeah, Romans 13, 12 through 14 says, The night is nearly over, the day is almost here, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave, oh, my voice cracked there, apologize. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of your flesh. Uh, I just think that, like, because I'm a nerd, the whole idea of like putting on the armor of light yeah. is like, it's awesome. It's, so, it's such a cool like yeah. picture, but like, that's exactly what like we are really uh-huh. trying to do uh-huh. uh, here is like, before we go, making sure that we have the armor of light on and making mm-hmm. sure that we fully put on Christ yeah. uh, because, you know, we'll, we're going to be in the thick of it and we're going yeah. to be uh, sharing the good news with people who don't have it. And mm-hmm. so that preparation is super important. So going back to what kind of what we we're already talking about. So what are some other things that you're doing to like to personally prepare and get ready? Yeah. Um, so for, I mean, definitely I'm not a huge reader. Um, mm. I'm not a big, I, I tend to start books and not finish them. Um, so what I'm doing is in the spirit of that, I've, I've read a few different books uh-huh. and have kind of just, um, I'll, I'll read like eight books at a time and stuff. So I guess I get bored. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. I don't technically have ADHD, but yeah. like I feel those tendencies. Right. Um, so, okay. So of course, so in our, the women, like the wives of us that are going to Vermont, we've gone through tactics. I'm, I actually mm. have almost finished that book. Yeah. Um, which is great. That's, if you haven't read tactics, I highly recommend it for evangelism yeah. just because, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be just evangelism. Like it can be any kind of conversation mm-hmm. where you're trying to bring up a hard topic, especially a spiritual topic. Um, and you don't really want to feel like cornered. You want to feel confident in your, um, in the way that you're expressing yourself, but the tactics is in the viewpoint of, um, like defending Christianity. Yeah. Um, so that's been really good. Um, who's the author of that? Greg Kokel. Greg Kokel. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. And then we read a little bit of the master's plan for evangelism. I didn't finish that technically, but Mm. I got a good, um, a good kind of idea of the main points. Yeah. Um, specifically right now, which, Everyone has read this book. I have yet to read it. I'm finally doing it is Radical by David Platt. And I will suggest, number one, don't read it if you don't want your life to be changed. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, And and number two, 
with that, alongside that, um, I listened to his podcast. The, mm. It's like a five-minute clip. It's super yeah. easy. Um, I really recommend if you want to do something consistent, but you're like me and your attention is really short, but it's called Pray the Word. And he, he does like one scripture verse. He talks about it, and mm-hmm. then he prays about it in the end. But I noticed just because of David Platt's heart, he prays a lot about evangelism and getting the gospel to nations that don't have it. Mm-hmm. So that's been just really encouraging for me to hear. Yeah. Um, and he likes to talk about like people who have never heard of Jesus, right. never heard of the gospel. So it's like gets me really pumped up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, I always, I always love my She Reads Truth Bible app. So that's the one I'm on right now is Names of God, and it's mm-hmm. like because it was really hard for me to pick which I was like what what is what should I choose like that kind of is towards evangelism and church planning Mm -hmm. finally I was like you know what I'm just gonna learn about God and Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna learn about God's heart and fall more in love with God's heart so I've been doing that um but my last thing which is kind of a little out in left field but I found it really really helped me for someone who's not in formal ministry Mm -hmm. and if anyone's like support staff or or just some, like, you're just a worker in the church and you have a really big passion for serving. Um, and you may want to start serving in a larger capacity mm-hmm. or um, or something that you don't feel like y- you're completely equipped for, but you know, like, God has called you to it. Yeah. What I did was I've been making lists of times in the past where I have been, like, successful and well successful to a certain degree in a ministry mm-hmm. um really impassioned by ministry um invited to like do a ministry and I started making a list like almost like convincing myself that I'm um what is it like almost like when you apply for a job and you're like mm-hmm. these are my credentials yeah, like right. I can do this yeah it was like a reminder for me of like this is how much God has entrusted to me mm-hmm. I've been a camp counselor I've done this outreach in college I've done this and that someone invited me to this thing and mm. and I started noticing this pattern of wow God's really been calling me to ministry like mm-hmm. so much more than I remember right. or realized right. so that now I see myself and it's just a list. It's not like hours of journalism, mm-hmm. journaling, um, but just making a list and seeing like, oh, my life has been leading up to this. This isn't really out of left field. If you love right. God and yeah. you've been serving, like you'll see that pattern. So right. like really, really think hard about that. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I was talking to Ethan and I can't remember if you were there for that conversation or not, but I was talking to Ethan and he said like when he was talking uh, with somebody, I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about how like, yeah, his whole life too was like, he used to base all of his decisions on, uh, on like on faith and on, on what he believed God was wanting him to do. And he said that like, that was the pattern for like his whole life. And then, um, and I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but he, he said like the going into the medical field was something that seemed more of, you know, maybe that was more of like a, you know, a, more of a pragmatic choice you know you know making money is a good thing so let's you know do this and and he said like now with the whole vermont thing he feels like he's making decisions like he used to and like based Mm -hmm. on faith and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and he said that like yeah if you look at like if you look at my whole life like it seems like the trajectory of all of my decisions have like led here and like that's so cool and that's such a man 
I love that idea of writing down all the things that that God has put in your care uh, to do and seeing the, the patterns that have rised. That's, man, that's such a cool yeah. idea. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's really cool because then you kind of see for future ministry, like, wait mm-hmm. a second, I have all this experience and all these things. Yeah. So if God needs me to do this while we're in Vermont, like... I've done this before. Right, He's prepared yeah. me. And so it's 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 reassuring. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's so cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of like you too. So like I'll, I'll talk, talk a little bit about the things that I've been doing to prepare. And man, I use books now more. And I heard, and so it makes me feel a little bit better about this, but uh, some guy who I can't remember who it was, um, some theologian who's like 20 times smarter than I will ever be in my entire <laughs> life. Um, but he was saying that that's often how he reads. Like if he, yeah. he, he kind of picks a topic that he's really passionate about at the moment, and mm-hmm. then he'll just like read from various books about that particular cool. topic. And so he'll like see, like he'll skim through the table of contents and then find the chapter that most relates to it. And he'll just read yes. that chapter. And so like, he doesn't have to like wade through all this other stuff. I was like, it's man. Like competitive reading. Yeah. I love that. I, but yeah. cheating too. Right. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's been really helpful to me and it's been helpful, uh, like, because I've been asking um, various like publishers and things like that if they want to uh, donate books because I would like to really have like a cool library for the church plant to have so that they yeah. can borrow books and that they can uh, grow and everything. So it's been really cool being able to to see this library grow and being able to like use it like that and being able to use it for reference and different things. But anyway, um, so I, I've been reading really two specific books. I've like I've read a few books on on church planting, but there's really been on church planting specifically one book that's really kind of stood out above the rest. Mm-hmm. And uh it's called uh How to Plant Missional Churches by uh, Ed Stetzer and Daniel Im M, I'm not really sure. The his last name is I M. So oh. Yeah. If it's foreign, maybe Eam. Eam. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Eam. He's, he's of some Asian descent. I don't really know where exactly he's from. But uh, but anyway, it's like it's, it's basically a church planting manual. And it goes over like everything. It goes over like uh, church planting models. It uh, goes over like leadership structure models. It, goes, it even goes over uh, mm. church finances wow. and all these different kinds of things. Mm. Um, and it has been uh, just an awesome guide and an awesome help to uh, to go through as we are like thinking about you know what the structure of this church is going to look like and all that different kind of stuff. And it, it really walks you through it. So if you are thinking about doing church planting or if you're in church planting right now, like uh, how to plant missional churches is is really good. Um, and the second book that I've been going through is uh one that is called yeah okay dangerous calling um by oh man what's that guy's name paul david trip and it has been the most brutal read (laughs) i have ever experienced in my whole life so i was recommended this book by uh one of the friends that we have up in uh up in vermont Uh, he's the pastor of the church that we're going to be working with at uh called new king and uh, he said that I should really read this book. And so I, I started it and I immediately wanted to put it down because <laughs> it's like this guy just opened up my heart's journal 
and just ripped me to shreds and like took out all of my insecurities, all of these, all the fears that I have, all of the like the sins of my life and just wrote them down on this paper, on this, in this book. And it is so good because like it's, like he, he, the main thrust of the book, it's, it's mostly for like for pastors, but I would say if you're, even if you're in just any ministry whatsoever, like this is an amazing book to read because it's all about like the dangers and the pitfalls that, uh, that pastors can fall into or really anybody in ministry can fall into. Mm -hmm. And, and some of it is just like, it's simple stuff. It's like, uh, you know, like insecurity. Like if Mm -hmm. you, you don't feel like you're as good as the next person or some of it's like anger, like you may have these Mm -hmm. anger issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just been like, oh man, it's been a good book that God has used to make me do a lot of like self-reflection and, and to make me realize that like this whole thing, like it's not on me, it's not on us as a team. Like we, we need to do what we need what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like this is God's church mm-hmm. and he will make happen what he wants to make happen despite yeah. of us. Yeah. Um and he wants to use us and and recognizing that is uh has been a huge help and uh this book is is really kinda like, you know, shoved me through that door a little bit harder than I would have gone on my own, I think. So, yeah. We've no- we've noticed the toll it's taken on you, Michael, that oh, book. I have like six more gray hairs now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. All right. Uh, man, okay. So I-, I also want to talk about what we're doing as a team really fast yeah. in these last few minutes that we've got. Um, because one of the things that I think all of us kind of recognized is that like, well, one, obviously we're a team and two, we need to like come together as a team. Um, and, uh, so with, so I work with contact mission, which is a international church planning organization. And, and they're really big on pushing, making sure that your team dynamic is healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, uh, that I'm really, you know, passionate about. Maybe I don't do a good enough job at making sure it's happening, but I think we're making some like really good steps oh, yeah. in uh, in making sure that we are prepared to go like as a team. Um, and one of the things that we're doing is getting, I like how you put it, like premarital <laughs> counseling, like as a team yes. before we go. And we're doing that with uh, Cindy and Matt Wright. Do you want to explain a little bit yeah. about what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I loved, I did two sessions of premarital counseling for my actual marriage. I'm super passionate about premarital counseling Mm -hmm. so that's what we're calling our group our group sessions but um matt and cindy wright are some friends of ours um who have been counseling missionaries and um other like other ministry leaders um teams and merit and and married people just within their marriage um so they just have a lot of experience but our we're, we're doing we're hoping to do three sessions um, of these meetings. The first session was um, for us as a team to understand um, our personalities. Um, they gave us a quick kind of summary on what team, what a team is, and um, really talking about teamwork in the light of the gospel and light of ministry. Mm. Um, but uh, understanding our personalities within that and our strengths and our weaknesses and what role we play within the group and why every personality and every person is significant and what they bring to the table um, to appreciate them. And also what I hope that we're able to get to is um, 
like the potential like <laughs> I want to say like trash can fires or something <laughs> but like dumpster the, fires dumpster fires yeah. yeah the the potential dumpster fires like no yeah. but like but it, I think it's important to note um you know not in fear but mm-hmm. just in preparation of like okay these are some tendencies that I have towards weakness mm-hmm. um you know how can we um hold each other up um, but our next sessions, we'll talk about um, work-life balance, work-life ministry balance, because for the most part um, in Vermont, they do suggest you be like bivocational ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you have a job, you're in the community, um, but you're also doing ministry. But I mean, that does pose um, some difficulty within maintaining a balance and mm-hmm. keeping family important and not letting that nuclear system fall apart. Um, and is there anything else? There, there may be one more thing. That yeah. Well, so the, one of the other things, too, that they're, um, that we're going to be going through uh, as well is, is the topic of culture shock yeah. uh, as oh, yeah. well. And so, like, um, so like Kayla and I, we've had, we've had some, like, culture shock training and, and all that kind of stuff before. But, like, it's just, I mean, for, for us, it's an amazing reminder because we definitely need that reminder because we've been here in the Bible Belt now for, for a couple of years um, and it's been a while since we've been in a different, different, uh, different culture, and even even so, we've we've never submersed ourselves in the New England, Vermont, Burlington culture, which is totally different than the mm-hmm. Bible Belt, mm-hmm. and uh, and so we're we're taking a, a group of people who were born and raised in the South, you know, uh, well everybody except Kayla, she was in Michigan, but she kind of lived in the Bible Belt of the North, uh, you could say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and so we're taking all these people and transplanting them to a culture that's totally different, that is, um, uh, I mean, even if it's in the United States, I mean, they still do things differently. Uh, they have ways of living that, that we don't have down here, and we want to make sure that we are prepared for that and that we can um, be ready for the challenges that come with that new culture because it always happens you know yeah. and for so for for me uh, when I first moved to Germany the first time I kind of noticed that the uh, it was usually the small things that mm. uh, kind of stacked on top of each other yeah. that that were the biggest struggle for yeah. me um, it wasn't even really the like the language difference mm-hmm. um, and so like I feel like it'll probably be the same thing for uh, for Vermont and I think it could be even a little bit sneakier because you don't expect it because there's not that language barrier and no. um, and they're all Americans but there'll, there'll be little things that will mm-hmm. probably stack up for us and we want to be ready for that um, and uh, and yeah, I just, uh, I, it's been really good so far. We've had one session um, where we talked about different personalities and, uh, and how, like, you know, like you said, how they kind of weave together and all that kind of stuff and the importance of each personality. And uh, yeah, so if you are thinking about doing church planning, especially with a team, like doing some sort of team counseling before you go, I think is is so important. Just like you mm-hmm. said, just before getting married, how premarital counseling is so important to talk about these potential problems beforehand mm-hmm. is uh, is definitely something that I think is a worthwhile endeavor. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not always natural and easy for everyone to mm-hmm. Um, reach out and entrust, I mean, it could be a complete stranger if it's a counselor that you're working with. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not always natural. Um, I love to talk about feelings and mushy stuff with complete strangers, but I may be the exception. I know it's not, 
it's not natural um, typically, but it's so it's so rewarding, and it's also why would we not um, utilize these tools that God has given mm, us? Why would yeah. we not utilize the people around us that know so much more than us? Mm. And it it could even be come off as a sense of like pride um, to not to not reach out and hold on to the wisdom that's available around us. And so um, I, I think it's something that I've just been really excited about. And I love getting other people's opinions and other mm-hmm. people's wisdom. And like, yeah, you can sort through it. Um, I feel like everything we've gotten has been really solid. But yeah. Um, yeah. but I would just encourage anyone to do something along the lines um, of that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And we have our next session tonight mm-hmm. and it's, I think I think we're going to talk a lot about conflict resolution okay um, and so uh, I, I'm excited to to do that with our team and to see like so I, I think our team is so funny because we have such different people in it which is a <laughs> huge plus like that's not a bad thing that's such a plus because we have um, like I think you and me who are a little bit more like combative when we have like conversations and stuff like that and oh, yeah and uh, we're, the, we're the fun ones yeah right we're I exciting. know I know <laughs> and then we have uh, you know we have like the Wilsons who are uh, well, well Katie's really talkative but Paul yeah. is not and so we no. have like a super introvert and then um, and then we have like Kayla, we have Ethan who are similar in a lot of ways and it's just, we have but such a funny Kayla's dynamic. But also Kayla's a firecracker. Kayla she kinda, is. Yeah. She's kind of like a redhead in a sense. Right. She's like, she'll sneak up on you and yeah. then bam. Yeah. Like, well, her mom's a power. redhead. So it, yeah. There you go. Yeah. She's yeah. awesome. When, so like when Kayla disagrees with something or when Kayla doesn't understand something, she gets really passionate <laughs> too and really serious. And it's so funny oh, to watch. True. But um, well, we kind of all do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be good. I'm excited. And I think, I think maybe that's what we should talk about next time too is like how that conflict resolution class went because I think that would be a help for yes. for other people who are considering doing church planning maybe is hearing some of those conflict management principles and all that kind of stuff so what do, do a, we have time to talk about how the personality test situation went we can make make <laughs> okay. time we can make time yeah. Let's let's just pull, put our cards on the table and just say no one likes personality tests. Even people <laughs> like me who like to get real down and dirty. Yeah. Like I even enjoy reading about the Enneagram and stuff, yeah. but I don't like doing it around other people. Like I'll do it in my own brain, uh-huh. but oh Lord, that was, oh, should I say Lord? Sorry. Um, <laughs> that was, sorry, my Louisiana's coming out. Um, that was real, that was a real struggle for me and we do it so late so I'm like thinking oh, yeah. about my personality right. um it's so bedtime did, anyway yeah yeah yeah. we did the disc assessment yeah um so if anyone's ever done that before but um it was just really interesting everyone what I found really it's something I really learned that I, I'm surprised I haven't learned before but when I got my results, and I was very disappointed in my results because they were accurate, and, uh, yeah. and I was very disappointed about that. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool to see everyone else's reaction. Like, mm. I felt defeated because I was like, yep, I knew this was me. Oh, goodness. Like, sorry for you guys who have to live with me. And everyone, somebody said, Lacey, we're not, we realize your personality is a lot different than the, most of us than the majority of us, but mm-hmm. we're like kind of jealous in a sense. And I was like, what? And not a, a really hard jealousy, but mm-hmm. this sense of like, oh yeah, we really envy the strengths that you have that we don't have. 
and I just never have thought about it like that. I right. thought I thought personality was on a on a spectrum from like bad to good. Right. So I guess that sounds really imperceptive of me, but that's just how my gut feels about it. Sure. Um, and so it was really cool that night because I learned. I was like, oh wait, they're different personalities. So they feel differently right. about my personality yeah. than I do. So right. that was really encouraging to hear and understand. Yeah. And um, just lately I've been noticing like those parts of my personality mm-hmm. that I was a little bit nervous about, um, just how assertive I am sometimes. I've started to like kind of just appreciate it more about myself mm-hmm. and try to make sure I'm not getting, I'm not going into fearfulness and defensiveness mm. about myself. Sure. Um, so that's been really helpful. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a normal thing for everybody, right? I mean, like everybody has insecurities about their own personality and, and like I struggled with that for the long, I mean, and still do honestly. Um, but like I was crazy introverted in, uh, in well, pretty much all the way up until now maybe. Uh, and cause I was just, I was always afraid of what people would actually think about my actual personality. Mm-hmm. And so I just always kept it clammed up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's just a, a natural thing. We always think other people are better or cooler or, uh, have more giftings and it's just not true. Like God has gifted us each, um, you know, according to his own will, you know, that's Romans 12. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's really, it was, it was encouraging to, even for me, like, and, and I wasn't you in that yeah, situation, yeah, just been you, like, like yeah, everybody like coming think? around okay. and being like, like Lacey, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Y'all, you are I'm going to awesome. be, be real for a second. Yeah. I definitely cried that night, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but, okay. it, but it ended well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh man. But, uh, but you asked, what did I think about my assessment? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, what did you feel about that experience? How did it make you, yeah. how did it make you feel? How did it make me feel? <laughs> um, well, I guess when it came to, to my personality thing I feel like I I don't know I feel like when I take the disc assessment or like the Myers-Briggs and stuff like there's some things that are like are fairly accurate but I feel like this one was like it had like maybe one or two things that were true but then other ones that were just like way off and yeah. like like yeah, some of it was that uh like when you when you're in a conversation you're more likely to like back down and seek peace like that's not really me like <laughs> I don't really feel that way um but uh, but overall like I mean I think that it can help people get a grasp on like some of the strengths and weaknesses and and, and mm-hmm. areas of growth too mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing as well mm-hmm. like we're not just stuck in stone as personalities Mm -hmm. we are constantly being shaped and formed by most importantly by the word of god and by the holy spirit and so you know who we are today will hopefully not be the same person we are tomorrow Mm -hmm. in the sense of of being closer to christ Mm -hmm. uh, and being more christ-like yeah Yeah. Uh, and so i think it's important to recognize that part as well when you're uh, taking these assessments and like you said not just viewing it as like oh i'm only going to see the negative parts (laughs) of my personality and 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 me too um (laughs) and being down on myself but seeing where like where god has grown you already and where what god has still left for you yeah. in, in areas of growth. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still excited to, to do the rest of that personality stuff tonight and then mm-hmm. take that into the conflict resolution mm-hmm. stuff. I think it'll yeah. be good. Yeah. So we get to battle tonight, right? I think so. I think okay. they're going to pick a controversial topic and then yes. just like, 
like kind of like in the Dark Knight, uh, where the Joker takes the pull cue and drops it in the middle of those two guys yes. in battle. I think that's what it's going to be like. Yes. But uh, all right. Well, I think that uh, is. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. I think. All that right. Sounds great. Uh, well, if you want to check out our other podcast, we have another podcast called The Nerdy Apologist that you can type in. And if you want to learn more about the Truth for Doubt ministry, go to truthfordoubt.com. Uh, and if you want to actually learn a little bit about our church plant, you can go to truthfordoubt.com slash church planting. Um, it's still a work in progress, but you can just see like a snapshot of, of what our mission and our vision and our, some of our goals are. Uh, for church planting. So if that's something that you feel that God may want you to uh, support, man, please feel free to uh, shoot us an email at truthfordoubt at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you sometime in the future.